Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, hello, I'm still here and I'm still pregnant because last time I recorded, I, it was touch and go whether I was going to give birth during the podcast because I was having all these contractions. But turns out they were just Braxton Hicks and I'm back with another episode. Um, I've definitely reached the stage of pregnancy where I'm not quite sure anymore if I'm ill, disgusting or if it's just because of pregnancy, but I do feel like progest—is it called progesterone? Has become the bane of my life. Like all my issues that I Google, apparently seem to be progesterone-related, from the most horrific heartburn to the most horrific wind. So that is where I'm at. Uh, very, very ready to pop, but. Uh, the good thing is that I'm still here to do another podcast and I've got um, someone I love following. Do you know what? Actually, I followed you and then I realized today that I didn't follow you anymore, which was definitely not intentional, but I see your reels pop up all the time. So this week we have a dad, which I think is brilliant because there's not a lot of dads on social media, which I want to chat about. Um, he is a dad to three girls, River, Meadow and Winter, and and he's just very good at using his account in a very humorous way to share the honest, open and sometimes challenging moments. So um, I'm very, very happy to welcome Ollie, a.k.a. Dad Life with River. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure Thank to be on. Thank you so much for coming on. Why do you think it is that there's not as many dads in the sort of parenting space? I, I don't know. It's a weird one. <laughs> When I started doing it back in, I don't know, when I was an expectant dad for River, who was my first, I couldn't remember seeing any dads. Uh, it, it was literally all women um, and all mums. But recently I have seen a lot more dads um, in the sort of social media uh, space, creating accounts and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm not sure what, what, why it is really. Maybe it's because the, the old role of a dad is going out and going to work and stuff and, and not being at home as, uh, as regularly as mums. But then obviously a lockdown came in which happened to me, um, lockdown came in and, I, and I've and i spent every day with them working from home and stuff like that. So it's been a 
bit of a blessing in disguise, really. And that's when I started the started the account, and it's just sort of snowballed from there. Do you find a lot of your followers are mums and dads, or do you find that there's it's like a sort of even split? Or I, I actually checked this out yesterday. It's uh, it's around eighty percent mums and twenty percent dads um, on Instagram. This is, but that has actually got a lot better. It used to be, I think, ninety five percent mums, or maybe even ninety eight. And like a two or three uh, percent were dads, uh, but now that that's gone up to about twenty percent. Try just to be as relatable as as possible, not sort of too serious. Finding humour in these everyday things that we all go through as mums and dads. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I guess you're right that that sort of traditional role that maybe dads didn't have to really. Th- think or do as much relating to the day-to-day parenting activities but I found when my partner Tommy became a dad there wasn't really any like resources for him obviously I think there's like a pregnancy book called like pregnancy for dads and I just remember it had like sperm on the front that's all I remember about that book but I thought um it's interesting really that I kind of underestimated what birth might be like on your side of the fence yeah, the fact that there's not really anyone to talk to or no sort of guidance. I keep saying to Tommy whenever any of our friends get pregnant, I'm like, make sure you speak to the dads about about what it's like in birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now for me, it was um, it was a bit weird actually because we I, I was always working. I didn't go to like the the pre classes and stuff like that. I, I didn't I didn't didn't go to them. And then so I sort of went into it as a sort of absolutely clueless. Didn't have a clue what was going to happen. But uh, River was actually um, breached, so we had to, we had a planned C-section. So that was pretty weird, leaving work on the 10th of January and thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to be a dad tomorrow. So that was such a mad experience. And then they told us to get there, I don't know, six in the morning or whatever it was. And then there's a sort of a queue of five or six people on the ward. And I might we might be first, we might be sixth, we might be in the middle. I, looking back at it now, it makes me laugh, like, I was in like the blue robes, I had the weird hat on. I had hair back then as well, um, which <laughs> shows what being a dad does to you. But um, yeah, no, it was it was crazy. Um, all, all three of them have actually been really different, all three births. But uh, yeah, the first one I'll obviously always, always remember. What is it like for a dad to kind of go through birth? Because I feel like we're in it, so obviously you know, the pain and everything is ours. But I remember Tommy being like really overcome with emotion and quite traumatized afterwards. So from your perspective and yeah. for anyone who maybe wants their partner to listen to this, what would be, what's your experience, but also what are your tips for dads to all other birth partners? The biggest tip is you don't have a clue what's going to happen. Like all three of mine have been completely different. So Although you can sort of prepare to an extent, packing bags and, and whatnot, once you get there, anything could happen. Um, yeah, all, all three of mine were different. The, the last one, winter, we got into hospital and she was born within 20 minutes. So that was crazy. Wow. I, nearly, I nearly had to deliver her in the car in rush hour. Meadow, the second one was like a, a long, that took a long time. Right in the middle of lockdown, June 2020, I had to sleep in the car because um, I wasn't allowed in. Um, and Jodie was in hospital for three three nights once her contraction started. And then the first one, yeah, like I say, it was a planned C-section and we both had a really good time, to be honest. Like, it, it was great. We, uh, yeah, we got in there. I remember looking at the board. It said, entered the room where the C-section happens, entered at 11 minutes past 10, left at 11 minutes past 11. So it was like going for a meal. You go in, you do your thing, 
you come out and you've got a baby. It's just, it was crazy. And they, and they stuck on, um, I remember when River was born, they stuck on, they were like, what, what music do you want on? And I was like, hey. And then uh, they took my phone. <laughs> I think I, the last thing that I had on was Greatest Showman. So like um, one of the songs was actually playing when River was born. I've got a video of it and stuff. It's uh, the, C -se the planned C-section was so much more chilled than the other two. That's good for me because I'm about to have a planned C-section. And funnily enough, I've just done my music playlist this week. Um, but it's all nice. very like chilled vibes. No Greatest Showman. It's more like Daniel Caesar, Kendrick Lamar, but like, you know, yeah. that love vibes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think I'm going to I'm gonna have the birth to Frank Ocean's Moon River. Love nice. that song. I was about to mention Frank Ocean when you said those two other names. What would be the advice for like helping your partner to recover because um, I feel like that's that's the thing that I still you know Tommy's obviously gonna have to deal with the plan c-section it's completely new territory for us but he's uh, last time did the vaginal recovery yeah um I, I think you've got, you've got to be there and help as much as you can I mean most uh, most uh, dads get I think it's two weeks off isn't it paternity leave and I think loads of people actually don't take it because they're worried about their career progression so i think i can't remember the statistics you might know more than me but a lot of dads actually don't take paternity leave i'm not sure but definitely take it like that, that's my bit of advice because it goes so quick first first few days you're like well we've got a baby and then next thing you know going back to work and you've had a great two weeks getting to know the baby obviously helping mum out and then yeah sort of reality hits and then you go into that that grind every day of Back then, I was going into work, into London, into Farringdon, which is like a two-hour trip. I was leaving here, uh, must have been half six in the morning, so I wasn't even seeing them before they got up. And then when I got home, it'd be about seven at night, so I'd just kiss River goodnight and go, and yeah, that'd be it. So then when lockdown came in, I've been able to spend so much more time with them. Um, it's probably one of the biggest reasons why we had had them in quick succession as well. So, yeah, I think definitely if, if, if you're arming and iron about taking that paternity leave, 100% I'd go for it. It is mad, isn't it, to think, because it's, it's so funny to me, before I had a baby, I was like, paternity leave, what's the point? Like, they're not the ones that need to recover. I just didn't get it at all. And now I'm almost embarrassed <laughs> that I, I didn't understand it. But it's such a weird thing to me. Like, even now I'm like, what do you mean you have to go back to work after two weeks? But my re C-section recovery is six weeks and I'm not meant to hold mm -hmm. a baby. Like, there's, it just doesn't add up because obviously the more I have to do, then potentially the more health issues that I'll have down the line and therefore the more money I will cost the NHS and therefore the government and society as a whole. So I'm like, mm -hmm. why, why don't we have <laughs> more paternity leave? But also what's it like as a dad having to leave your baby and your partner after such a short period of time? Yeah, it, it, like I said earlier, it just goes so quick and you soon get used to it, but basically living for the weekend, aren't you? Because you, you're at work all week. You're, you're doing 12 hours, 13 hours in London, you're getting back, you're just saying goodnight to them. So you don't really get to see them. Obviously, you FaceTime, FaceTime home on lunch and whatnot, but it's not the same, is it? You, you want the face-to-face -face contact. So, so yeah, and, and, and a lot of dads these days will be working from home if they if they've got the capabilities to in their in their role um, through Zoom or Teams or Hangouts or whatever um, after lockdown. So yeah, even when you are work, working from home, like Jody said to me, one of the, like if, especially with three, a, a simple task such as going to the toilet. If I'm there at home, I can just sort of watch them for two seconds while she nips to the toilet. 
if I'm not there at home, it's just carnage. You probably can't do it. So, uh, yeah, just make the most of it. It is mad this, um, like how there's a bit of a pushback on work from home culture because Tommy does three days in the office, but those two days that he's at home, like you said, it just makes a world of difference. Like he can go pick up Alf from childcare or on the days that I do TV in the evenings, it means that we're not having to get a babysitter to pick them up from childcare to then look after them until Tommy gets home. And it's just like a no brainer, obviously for jobs that where you can do it. And what's so frustrating is Tommy always says he's way more productive at home because obviously people aren't chatting to him in the office. So when you see all these old dinosaurs who are like, people who work from home are lazy and it's like, you have no idea, but also like, of course dads want to spend time with their kids. Yeah, definitely. And you you get the best of both worlds. That's the same as me. Like I I get so much more done at home. I've got a nice little office space. I've got two actually, two office spaces. If it gets too mad downstairs, I sort of come up here to escape the, the madness of three kids asking me to do drawings or whatever. But um, I am a bit of a workaholic. I've got my job. I've got my social media side of things. I, I, I work like seven in the morning until midnight. Um, but it just means that I get, if I am working from home, I get to, yeah, have the best of both worlds. I get loads done and I get to see the, the babies more uh, more often. Um, and, and yeah, going into the office, sometimes I feel like if I, when I leave the office, I've got to spend a day catching up on stuff because I've been dragged doing something else that's not my job or, I don't know, yeah, you just get chatting to people or, or something like that. So, yeah, I think working from home is a blessing in disguise for dads, I think. Let's rewind back to life before kids, if you can even remember <laughs> what that was like. How has being a dad changed you and is it what you expected? I don't know if it has changed me. Like, it, it obviously has changed me as in, like, I've always got something in the back of my mind now, I've always got something I need to protect. I've always got something I'm thinking of. But I think it's important to not stop being yourself type of thing. I still want to do stuff. I still want to see my friends. I still want to see my family. I still want to do stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, before, we, we enjoyed holidays. We enjoy holidays now. It's just different. It's different types of holidays. Like I can't just up and leave and go traveling for five months now. It's uh, it's a bit different, but in a good way. Like I've, I think we both said, as soon as we get a house, we wanted to have kids. Like we've done all that. We've done traveling, done uni, going out three, four times a week. Like I'm over it now. Um, but don't get me wrong, I do. I do like seeing my friends. I do like going to football matches and stuff. I was going like to say you're a big sports fan. Do you still manage to watch a sport on the weekends? Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm actually going to a game this weekend. I went to one a couple of weekends ago. Don't get me wrong, it's not as frequent. Um, I'd love to go every week, but that's it's. Again, I support Middlesbrough, who are up in the northeast, and I'm down south, so I try and get to the away games. Whereas Wickham is just around the corner for me. I'm taking River there in a few weeks. Actually, they've got like a family day. But yeah, maybe if I live around the corner from Borough, it might be a different story. But yeah, no, I, I do, I do get to. I think that they know that three o'clock on a Saturday, um, I've got to turn off Cocoa Melon. So <laughs> yeah, it's all good. If not, I've got an iPad and I go and watch it upstairs anyway. So I love I how you're on the iPad. I thought you were going to say they're on the iPad. <laughs> oh no, no. We actually don't really get the iPad out a lot, unless it's um, for journeys, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 I don't think they're really bothered about it, mine, for some reason. God, I'm impressed. Alf literally wakes up in the morning and goes, iPad. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. God, I've ruined my child. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, I wish they did, to be honest. If it, if it just meant them sitting over there five minutes and watching whatever, and, and then that's fine. But um, I seem to watch the same thing just millions of times there must be like five things that they actually watch it's just millions of times of it yeah Coca Melon 
I can kind of get used to it now because I feel like once you know the tunes, like you can kind of be yeah, like, oh yeah, I know this it. one. Yeah. Whereas I don't know if your kids have ever watched Blippy, but you just, no. you never get, you don't, just never uh, suggest it. Even saying it now, your the algorithms, your phone will be listening and it'll probably like crop, crop up, up. But yeah. wow, Blippy is the most annoying one, but Alf loves it. And I'm like, this is going to honestly send me mad. I might look it up now on my own though without them because I don't want them <laughs> yeah, hooked. At the minute it's Frozen and Moana and all that, which I'm happy with. I'm a, I'm a Disney fan. I love it all. So that'll do for me. That's the stage I'm looking forward to because Al still won't sit and watch a film. And I said to Tommy yesterday, wouldn't it be nice for like Saturday, Sunday afternoons we could just like watch a Disney film together? Yeah. But no, we have Blippi. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll look that one up. Yeah, I, I do get comments actually. My go-to is little baby bum cocoman if i'm like doing like a funny thing like uh reevaluating my life choices and got cocoman in the background or something like that <laughs> um a lot of people do say about blippy so yeah i i i'm no stranger to people not um not adapting to blippy put it that yeah way. for anyone listening who is thinking about blippy just don't honestly <laughs> just don't avoid it i think that the youtube algorithm screwed us over and it came on once and it, he basically just goes around um play centers in america which usually happen to be in las vegas nevada every nearly every single one and yeah they're they're not even at least like cocomel in the or Super Simple Songs, which is another favourite of ours. They're sort of educational, so he learns yeah. like words, whereas Blippi, I feel like that, that is like just soul-destroying television. I don't think it, it's just brain-dead TV. Right, avoid, done. I've actually bought him a Blippi outfit for World Book Day, so... Um, what what, is, what is a Blippi? Is it a dog or something? No, he's just a character. He's a man. Oh, wow. We, we digress. Um, so this is what I would be interested to know about, because... From a mum perspective, Tommy's like such an amazing dad, but I find that he gets praised for doing anything parenting related. Whereas like on my side, I feel like it's almost like expected on me and judged. How do you find the sort of narrative of the hands-on dad, mm. if you even notice it? I, I don't really notice it, to be honest. Um, I mean, in, in my house is definitely a boss and it's not me. Um, and, I just, and I just do as I'm told, like, that, that, is, that is it. I, I help out where I can. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Has um, being a father to daughters changed you in any way? Like, has it given you a different perspective on life and, like, the treatment of women or, you know... It's interesting because, obviously, Tommy's about to become a girl dad and I'd be interested to know how it changes a man, obviously, from your experience. Yeah, no, in terms of treatment of women, women and stuff, I don't, I don't think it has. Um, in terms of, like me and and parenting um we always said we wanted one of each um and i haven't had one of each and i don't care that i haven't had one of each like i'm absolutely happy i would not change anything for the world all my life i had football pub son in my head and uh, and I, and it's completely opposite and yeah i'm absolutely loving it and i'm trying to get them into football i'm um I also got ballet lessons and stuff that they, they teach me dances, and Jodie wants one more as well. But um, she, yeah, she's trying to she's trying to get that out of me. But I said, we've had three and three and three years. Let's just chill out for a bit. Maybe a couple of years if I become a millionaire. That's when uh, that's when we'll do it. But not for now. Wow, Tommy's from a family of four four kids, but I feel like even going up to two. Sometimes I go through stages, especially when Alf's not sleeping. Where I'm like, what are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? What was it like for you doing the transition from one to two and then three? I think one to two was harder than two to three. Just having another one, like, especially at such a young age as well. Because is there one year one year between each? Yeah, there's like 16, 17 months between each. Yeah, River was born, year and a half-ish. Uh, Meadow was born, and then another year and a half after that, Winter was born. So when Winter was born, we had River, who was starting to become like a little girl, had the attitude everything that you'd expect of a little girl. Meadow was in the toddler stage. So she was learning to walk, eating everything, putting everything in the mouth, just absolute carnage. And then obviously you had the tiny baby who out of all three of them was probably the easiest because she was, she was just an absolute angel. All three of mine have been so well behaved, but winter was just like, you didn't even know she was there. You felt <laughs> bad. You felt bad sometimes because she'd be sat in the corner in a little thing. And you'd be like, oh my God, I haven't looked at her for an hour. Because you're too, you're too concentrating on the other two nutters running around and loving each other one minute and then hitting the other one around the head the next minute. So, yeah, absolute carnage. Do you think it's because Winter would just be entertained watching Meadow and River? Because I'm that's what I'm hoping, that the little girl will almost be easier than Alf because she can just watch her brother. Yeah, I, I definitely think that. But then we thought that about Meadow, Meadow and she's a nutter. Um, but yeah, I think Winter just sort of sat back for about eight months, didn't do anything, just watched her two crazy sisters taking it all in. But when she she's starting to now, actually, she's got an attitude on her. So I think when she, um, give it a few months, she'll be, I think she'll be the crazy one, definitely. 
I think she's I think she's just saving it all up to release it all at once. So funny because my mum always said she had three. So there's my older brother, me, I'm like the mental middle child, and then my sister. And she said that when she had me, she really wanted another one and then had my sister and was like, absolutely no more. She's absolutely mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't so much any of them are mental or anything like that the fact of having three under three i want to start doing stuff again like with, with a young baby you, you, even like getting out with the with the girls getting out on our own going out just me and jody i want to start doing stuff like that again we've been engaged for three years three years four years coming up i want to i want to get married i'd like to move house and then if another one comes then so be it but at the minute concentrate on the here and now that's something that Tommy and I are like apprehensive about becoming parents again is that having that sort of autonomy back in our relationship. Cause I feel like Alf is two years and two months now and we're really starting to like enjoy each other again. Cause he, yeah. you know, even though like we might not get babysitters as much as much as we probably could or should, Alf goes to bed at like seven and then we've got our evenings. Whereas obviously when you have a newborn that it's just constant carnage, like yeah. breastfeeding all the time or whatever. What did you guys notice having another one, then another one that you kind of like lost that sort of autonomy in a relationship or was it all just so close together that you never really? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. Like we, we've always been very much a team. Um, like we still are to this day. And where I, I come back to it again, where it was like lockdown for two years, basically. So we were, we were always there. I was always in the house. Um, we were always like together. So it was in the house because um, you weren't have to do anything back then. Yeah. So, so, so we used to go on our daily walks. We used to go and look at sheep. We used to do stuff like that. But we try and do something every Sunday since the start of this year because otherwise I just, I just end up working like constantly over the weekend in the week, whether it's on my own stuff or, or my actual job as well. So yeah, we, we're sort of consciously trying to get some time in to do stuff like with the kids. Um, but then I also want to do stuff us, just us as well with, with our friends, with our friends. Um, yeah, just trying to get back into it really. It is interesting how everyone's lockdown was so unique because my lockdown was my pregnancy, my first pregnancy. So that was sort of our experience. And obviously yours, you were had two kids at that point. One and then another one born right in the middle of it, yeah. It is mad, like, yeah, that everyone's obviously was so impacted but has a different sort of timeline of their experience. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I know a lot of people that hated lockdown. I, I actually I actually quite enjoyed it. Like, I spent so much more time with my family. Um, I, I started my social media thing, which has given me so many more opportunities, like, in, in the in the previous year gone by, it's just crazy. It's, it's just sort of snowballed. And even me just being on camera before lockdown, thought of me being on camera, I'd have been like, no, never. Um, but now I'm just, and I was looking back at my old videos the other day and I was just like, oh my God, what was I doing? These are crazy. You've got to start somewhere. That's the thing with anything, isn't it? You've got to like throw yourself in. Exactly. And, I, and that's what I did in lockdown. I just thought, you know what? got a few followers i'm gonna give this a real go and then yeah it's just got it's just gone crazy from there really yeah what made you decide to sort of document dad life uh, so this this was i was on holiday on on our what's it called baby moon is it yeah. um baby moon in september 2018 river was born january 19 um we went to greece and 
it was the worst weather I've ever had on any, hol- any holiday ever. <laughs> like there was literally not one day of sun. It was just pouring wet. So I was just literally, we were just sat inside the room watching stuff. And I was like, you know what? I've got Wi-Fi. Um, I've seen a few other accounts do it. I'm about to be a dad. I'm just going to start, start posting just expectant dad stuff. Like what, like just, it, it, was basically, it was basically for, uh, for River to look back on when she's older. Um, uh, what we did, so like we're, we're on the baby moon. We've bought your first pair of shoes. We've done blah, blah. And then when she's born, obviously the, the day of birth, uh, the first, I don't know what mum, what, what do mums and dads do? They like, locks of hair teeth that type of thing that was in my that was in my mind and then um it was during lockdown i was like you know what i did actually think that there's not many dads doing this and yeah i'm just gonna gonna try and try and build a bit of a following Uh, and yeah went all right it'd be interesting to know what our kids think looking back seeing like their whole life documented even the pictures I, i look at them sometimes i'm like oh my god how is that meadow like she looks like she's eaten a kid similar size to meadow <laughs> and and now she's like so skinny she's got hair she, she was yeah yeah such a cute little baby but yeah it, it'll be good it'll be good looking back at all the um all the stuff that we've posted over the years as a, a parting gift what advice or hacks would you give to anyone listening who is about to embark in the crazy world of parenting i think for anyone listening is about to become a parent i just think take it as it comes it's going to be challenging there's going to be days when you're up there's going to be days when you're when you're down um if you're a new parent you're not gonna be able to plan for anything much as you're just jumping into something that's completely brand new um and i think just lean on your partner and and help each other as best you can and just try and enjoy everything that's that's my main thing just enjoy it oh I need to remember that as well because I feel like when I go back into the newborn stage I'm really hoping that this time I don't feel that sense of like resentment or like WTF if for want of a better word but I feel like we're better partners now that obviously we know how each other operates in parenting yeah exactly Ollie thank you so much for your time and like I said I'm going to put all the information um, for your social media in the blurb below but I really appreciate it thank you so much thanks for having me I love speaking to Ollie. I feel like it's so nice to hear from dads and to hear the dad perspective because it is so true that I feel like the more we start to see dads, whether it's online or, you know, in general, but especially online, and the more we start to see dads kind of doing a lot of the parenting things, the less that child rearing is seen as like a mum thing, a mum responsibility and all the things around it. So I hope you enjoyed the episode as well. Um, I've actually got a message to read out from Claire this week who got in touch on WhatsApp. So she said, hey, Ashley, I love the podcast. I can't tell you how grateful I've been since discovering you. Thank you, by the way. I'm a mum to an incredible 14-month girl who is just the best thing since sliced bread. I've listened to your episode about C-sections. I had an emergency one after being 12 days overdue, then a failed induction basically she was so big that she didn't want to come out the actual section itself went really well it was a beautiful emotional and at times funny experience you'll be absolutely fine thank you for that reassurance as well two things i wish i'd known though get some dressing for your wound the midwives told me to let the air get to mine but that actually didn't heal it any quicker as it would scab over then it would get knocked off and start bleeding sorry if too much information however when i started dressing it every day just standard dressing patches with tape over the top to hold in place it healed from the inside out super quick that's really interesting to know so i'm definitely going to get that 
for probably from a good old Amazon. Jeff Bezos seems to get a lot of my money, which I hate. Um, she said, B, my C-section also affected our breastfeeding journey as my milk didn't come in until day 10. As a result, my baby was losing weight despite constantly trying to feed and express. So the more you express, the better on the better early on to stimulate this supply. We ended up making the decision to switch to exclusively bottle feeding because the first two weeks I just felt like I was letting my baby down and it was so traumatic. But I needn't have worried as she's now a beautiful bouncy girl who brings us so much joy. I know everyone is different, but I just wanted to share as that would have definitely helped me as a first time mum and C-section patient. Wishing you lots of luck and love with the rest of your pregnancy from Claire. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. So I, I weirdly I'm already getting cholesterol which I wasn't able to get at all the first time around and then I breastfed for a year so this time um I feel like my boobs know what to do so I actually haven't stored any cholesterol but maybe I need to just in case it does take a while so thank you for your um advice and sharing your experience massively tmi but hey it's a podcast and it's a mum podcast so if we don't talk about it here when will we what do we do with pubic hair and c-sections i got a message from someone saying that they didn't shave and by the way each their own if you love the bush then go for you and if you don't love the bush good for you but she said that she was mortified because she didn't do anything and the c-section team had to actually shave her to be able to do the scar and i absolutely do not want to be shaved by (laughs) any other person but myself but then i was thinking obviously like the scar is gonna i guess be itchy so like do you get a wax do you shave but then what do you do when it grows back i'm also fully aware that postnatal recovery the last thing on your mind is going to be the bush (laughs) but I'm just not quite sure what the best thing to do is so I'd love to hear your advice on that maybe a a good old funny voice note if you've got some funny stories and experiences Um, but yeah that is the hard questions that I'm asking on this week's podcast and hopefully you'll be able to let me know before baby's here but if not at least we'll have some funny stories and maybe any of you guys going through c-sections will at least know what to do so um, if you do want to get in touch then you can do what Claire did whatsapp where you can send a voice message for free anonymous if you want oh I also want to just add from Claire's thing if you are worried about breastfeeding especially after a c-section with milk not coming through there obviously are lactation consultants that you can go to if you can afford it otherwise there is some amazing free breastfeeding networks for support which I cannot remember off the top of my head but um, if you google or maybe I can share it Um, when I go live for the podcast Um, but yeah if that is something you're worried about then you definitely can Um, but back to this if you want to leave a voice message um, on WhatsApp or send a message on WhatsApp the number is 075-999-27537 or you can email me at askmumsthewordpod at gmail.com or of course you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and I'll be back with another episode same time same place next week 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.